Hello everyone, this is a call to action. We have a returning guest, Carrie Made, and we are going to discuss some recent findings. And I'm not sure if that was uh, just J&J or if that was um, other manufacturers. That's just J&J. Uh, yeah, I'd say we can start okay. off with, I'd say, you know, start with the groundbreaking part and then we can kind of put the puzzle pieces together as we go. Uh, because we, as two parties, Carrie Made and the Call to Actions, uh, are investigative minds. And we can't just focus on one thing without trying to, without actually putting in other pieces of the puzzle. As you know, this is an ongoing mystery, um, but really important that we have different backgrounds and different uh, mindsets in order to really solve this strange mystery of our time. So let's just go ahead and start with you did another investigation on a new round of J&J &J or Johnson & Johnson, quote, vaccine vials, which we still call um, experimental injections. Um, yeah. So when let's just start from the beginning. When did you acquire these uh, this new round of J&J &J vials for analysis? Um, in December 2022, and they came from Florida, from a trusted source. Um, they were uh, frozen when I received them, and you know they were thawed to room temperature and then examined right away. Um, and it was a compound microscope again, nothing fancy, just observation. That's all, just observing what happens when the the liquid inside the file was warm to room temperature and a white light hit it from the microscope. So the pictures I sent to you were, were that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a better microscope than I have. Uh, compound. Uh, how? What type of zooming or um, magnification? It, it can go up to 600 times, um, but what you saw was 400. I just enlarged uh, the, the pictures to you know fit the screen there that they were about uh, 400 times magnification. Yeah. Do you want to put the pictures up so we could kind of talk about what we're looking at? Bobby? Let's see here. Are you able to share your screen? Yeah, let me. Here. Cool. Let me see. Oh, that's the wrong one. Sorry, let me get the right one. Good. Oh, hold on one second. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Um. So can you see that okay? Yeah, I can see it real good. Yeah, really well. Yeah, I can get that up further. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it took, it's not like you just put a drop or two on the slide and then you can see this right away. Um, what normally I would see are these little round uh, disc-shaped objects, which you'll see easier in some later slides. Mm -hmm. which most people would say those are air bubbles, but they're not. And you'll see why, because they actually have contents that they extrude. And this is, this is like a delivery payload. But So this is a little blurry, but this little round structure that's, that's um, more out of focus, that's mm -hmm. one of the delivery structures. And then this is kind of um, like more of a, a graphene-like yeah. um, structure. And you can see this particular bot now, the vials are never uniform. They're not the same. This particular vial, there was like a deep purple color. 
mm-hmm. that was mostly seen. They will have different kinds of colors and what do they associate with? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But um, so you can see they have pigment that's inside of this. And if you, you know, over time is when you see more things, um, more colors come out. But when you're dealing with superconducting material, that is common. A lot of the um, engineers told me, the nanotech engineers, that with white light, the, these translucent superconducting materials will show color. Um, that was it's actually by design. So that's why you have to be patient and wait a while um, in observing these slides. You don't always see these things happen right away. Can I ask um, one question real quick? Mm-hmm. With that, giving it, giving the vaccine or this this uh, liquid that we're or the sub these substances that we're observing here from the J and J vaccines, given it time, is that because it 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 has to have time to heat up, like as if they're heat activated? Would that be too far out to there's, complain? There's different things that um, can. Let me try to put this in as a mm-hmm. slideshow. So, Sorry about that. I'm not really good at this. Okay. So there are different um, things that activate these things. White light, Mm, the light itself, optical um, action is actually um, what I'm told is a activator of the color of the superconducting materials. But hydrogel itself can be activated by stress, pressure, friction, heat, pH changes, movement, just all kinds of things. So um, it depends on what they're using, but white light definitely is the the one for the color change. Um, So this one is, you can see this round, these round structures, and you'll see in a later slide, they're actually very um, little round, what people think are round bubbles, but they're not because as time goes on, they get more elongated like this Mm -hmm. until, and you can see the inside, it has, um, let's see. I don't know what this this kind of uh, component is, but you can see it, it actually has some consistency. But you see this yeah. on the outside of it. That's being extruded from these di- payload delivery. So it's it's wow. almost got like a fatty consistency. Um, to me, this would be a kind of a hydrogel base. So hydrogel can form anything. You know, it could be the, the lipid... Uh, particle membrane of these COVID shots. It could be a biosensor, it could be carbon, it can be silica, it can be crystal, there's all different ways. But anyway, this to me is got that consistency. You can see this little, the pigment here um, that is being shaped and formed. These are like graphene-like structures beside it as well. And here's another one. But mm-hmm. I've been told that everything I was seeing was air bubbles. They are absolutely not air bubbles. These are payload delivery um, uh, mechanisms that they're using here. So the uh, the audience understands what is a payload exactly. It's it's you're using some sort of a structure with something inside that you want to deliver somewhere. So they use that word if they're sending a rocket off to space and they Mm -hmm. want to um, maybe bring supplies on the space station or maybe they want to um, put something in the atmosphere and they release it. So there's something inside that they want to release when it gets to its destination. I see, I see. And on the first picture, um, you know, I'm, I'm no doctor. I don't have a doctor history history in medicine exactly um 
though I, I do kind of study God's medicine, um, though through scientific literature, medical, medical literature from the National Institute of Health's own databases, um, I have seen, uh, when I first seen that, that first picture, uh, when you sent me the pictures as well as others, I said to myself, you know, jaw drop, like, whoa, these are graphene, appear to be graphene nano sheets, sheets yeah. of some sort. Some of them appear to be hollow tube-like, kind of strange. But graphene is uh, is electrically conductive, though, and it has other other properties. So that you know, graphene, and then with the the hydrogel, is kind of a, a match made in, um, for lack of a better phrase, a match made in hell, pretty much, kind of, especially when injected into live human beings. Yeah. So this picture you're seeing this. This ribbon, like that's a graphene ribbon. Right. Sometimes they're colored. This one's translucent. Mm -hmm. You know, perhaps if it sat there longer, it might have turned to color. Um, but that's a typical of a graphene ribbon, and it, it is for uh, conducting, you know, electricity or conducting, um, you know, the or transmitting information like you would, you know, from for computers. Mm. Inside of here is one of those delivery payloads, the, a circle, the bubbles that actually elongate out and they're releasing this, um, the, the contents. It, I guess for me, it's going to be a substance that has a high hydrogel base, but it could be used for many different things. It could be drug delivery. It can be biosensor. Hmm. Um, they can, you know, um, have different functions. Um, all can use a scaffolding, meaning it can form another structure inside. It has multiple functions. Um, so it's, you know, it's difficult to say exactly which one is for that. Oh, so this one. So yeah. this is, um, it's a little blurry, but again, up here is another graphene ribbon. Mm -hmm. And here we have these structures with colors inside, mm -hmm. you know, what does that represent? I'm just showing you what I'm observing. But again, this this kind of gelatinous or lipid uh, composite back here. So that's the side um, of these shots. So these, I was told, when you see a, a, a kind of a, a wafer with the colors, sometimes they're iridescent. They can be silicon wafers. I was told by the um, nanotech engineers. And they can layer upon each other once they're in the host to make a true like a computer chip. Wow. Yeah. The are the ingredients are inside these shots. They just need to be put together. Hmm. Would it be safe to claim, you know, I'm no, again, I'm no scientist, quote, scientist, a registered scientist or doctor, but it, it seems to me that it does take time and a certain temperature and maybe even, you know, the electric component of the human body in order for these things to be activated somehow to to form their uh micro or nano arrays into these these nano and or micro chips essentially that are receiving and transmitting data well of course you know when they're frozen they stay in stasis and then yeah. when they form they're able to move around and then um you know white light is another um trigger for them and then of course if mm -hmm. inside a human body there's ph changes there's other kinds of signals that could happen mm -hmm. inside the human body and of course any sort of electrical input or electromagnetic input like you know from the computers our environment would definitely stimulate 
things to go into action. Right. Right. And, um, and they could have a pre-program. I mean, I know it's sounds really, um, like that can't be possible because this is not a science that we were taught, but according to the literature, yes, it can, they can. Um, so this is all new information for us because we weren't traditionally taught these things. And here's another like silicon wafer with the color inside. Um, again, another like graphene like um, ribbon. Mm -hmm. And if you would watch this over a long time, you would actually see this grow. It would actually extend itself out over time is another one. Yeah, you could um, actually on, on this one, uh, to those who are listening to the podcast on on all the podcast networks, they can't can't see this, but uh, the video will be on uh, Rumble. That's a call to actions on Rumble, and we'll try to put it on YouTube. <laughs> uh, we're migrating more towards the Rumble when we're going to do videos, but uh, for those who can't see this here, it, it's hooking over the main. It looks like the main body or the main structure of it is is going up and to the right slightly, and then curving to the left and down and what appears to be like a claw on it. But what I'm seeing here that's real interesting, um, kind of uh, a little shell shocking here, is that it, it appears as if you could see the, the hollow interior of this one, like yeah. a syringe kind of. That's and yeah. another view. It's got these little jagged edges but these can actually grow it actually is almost growing branches off of itself holy moly and i don't want to see this one on the right it's unwrapping itself and it will extend out as a branch itself goodness unfolding wow. you'd have to be really careful working with this stuff i would be yeah border, i don't I would be borderline i don't I don't really do much uh, to me. I already know, I already know the most important thing. So I, I'm not interested in looking at a lot more of these because yeah, you know, you're just, it's going to be airborne no matter what. And I, of course it is. So I just try to do very little and can keep yeah. myself detox because we don't know what we're dealing with. Right. Right. And, and you, you brought up something real quick that I want to touch on just for about 30 seconds is the uh, is the importance of detoxing, especially in this day and age. I mean, all you got to do is go outside and watch the sky for a little bit. You'll see that we're bombarded via via aerial aerosols every day. And if there's something we can do that that's detox this junk out of our bodies, especially if we're going to uh, be in the field of exposing it and um really digging our heels in uh hands on um detoxing i'd recommend a uh a nano zeolite what's the company that nano zeolite company uh, i got it right here touchstone, touchstone yeah yeah, yeah we're, they, both, we're both taking it yeah the spray and the dropper are both important because the spray helps to clean the blood and the early blood studies live blood shows it's grabbing onto the graphene um and mm -hmm dropper helps to detox the digestive tract and awesome. then you can add a, add a little bit more power to that by taking their fulvic acid which gives you the trace minerals to help you detox everything from the body awesome. so i personally take all three of those yeah well thanks for touching on that what's this uh we got another another photo here that miss made uh took during her uh, microscopy investigation what appears to be a black 
uh, ovalish type of sphere. Kind of yeah, strange. This is Could you explain one that? of the delivery little circles, um, bubbles, and it's just showing because people keep saying these are air bubbles and they're absolutely not. You're seeing it start to lose its shape of a circle on the bottom and it's starting to extrude out its contents. Because hmm. this is a big thing. People deny that these are. Here's another one. Um, it's lighter, so you see this, this oh, round. Yeah. People would always say this is a bubble. It is not, and you're seeing it's extruding contents. Yeah, it's um, some, some some type of material. I guess the payload uh, would. Yeah. Is... So it looks ge like gelatinous or um, like a lipid-like. So yeah. It's thick and um, you know there's usually graphene ribbons around this after some time. So it's definitely nanotechnology. And there's a lot of my colleagues, unfortunately, telling people there's no way that there's any nanotechnology at all in these vials. Hmm. Um, you know, first of all, nobody can look at every vial. So we, I, I don't know what other vials look like. I only know like the ones that I have, mm -hmm. but I have had three different states, multiple different times. Um, so, you know, at least I know that a significant amount, they I do have nanotechnology inside of them. Yeah. Um, it's, it's important to know what we're dealing with. So it's yeah. just showing people that these bubbles, here's just another um, delivery ring. It's, it's um, on the edge of the cover slip there, which is the glass slip that goes on top of the, the slide. Mm -hmm. And again, seeing what's coming from the inside, <laughs> this one has a color and this yeah. is being a coming down out of it yeah it's kind of a like an amberish tannish yellow color and then right outside the bottom right is more of a uh, this is being pushed extruded out from these delivery um discs so i mean like i said if i'm you're going by the nanotech engineers they say this is typical of of knowing where superconducting material is when white light hits it so that's wow. again you know they're it's just more uh, observation showing that there are different kinds of components that um, have nothing to do with mRNA itself, but they are nanotechnology components. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's coming out of there. And here's another um, graphene ribbon. And yeah. just important to see that these little jagged edges, they will grow over time. <clears throat> so they oh. actually are, whatever whatever's happening um, they're extending themselves or they are actually literally growing <clears throat> i'm not sure but they do change shape and are more numerous and and lengthwise as well so you have to wonder could people that have these funny clots inside of their bodies that are not blood clots because they've been analyzed could they be some kind of structure like this that somehow gets into the blood vessels mm -hmm. and that continues to grow I think that would be a really good hypothesis to investigate. That's exactly what I was just going to ask you. You just answered my question. I agree. One, yeah. yeah. What's this one here? I want to describe to to the people on the uh, listening to the podcast, the audio, what we're seeing here. And again, you go to, over to Rumble, a call to actions. You'll find our uh, our video with Dr. Carrie, not Dr. Anyone, uh, Carrie Made, just Carrie mm -hmm. Made today. Um, on her uh, investigation on the the new Johnson and Johnson quote vaccine, what we're seeing here is what appears to be a grayish, almost like a metallic black sphere, 
and it appears to be a sphere, but it could be more flattened or it could be more flattened or discoidal because you can see where the light's reflecting off of the center. And then it appears like it has like a greenish glow around it, but it's attached to this another uh, graphene uh, ribbon with some type of other stuff in it. The deep purple pigment is important to know because you'll see this one is, is a good one because look at how geometric and symmetrical wow. the deep purple color is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these are, you know, these are not organic structures. These are synthetic structures, of course. Mm -hmm. um, you could almost say that it could be part of like a computer chip, possibly these things that are, that can be piled in or yeah, layered on top of each other. Um, like That's what that reminds me of. Yeah. Like a processing unit. Yeah. Yeah. But they are kind of stacked to one on another and based on uh, how far you're, um, you, you have your microscope on, you'll be able to see what's further down, but I can see there's other stuff in the picture off to the side. looks like a little further, further yeah. down. Um, and what we're seeing here, it appears to be uh, a, an elongated rectangular structure with uh, a, like a triangular piece coming off of it with all these other offshoots that it would appear to be uh, semi-geometric or not necessarily organic and not organic structures. And they appear to be pretty dense. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then this one, I don't know if you saw this one. This was from last year from Johnson and Johnson. So here's one of these in it again, as time goes on, the different batches look different. So this is one of those round delivery discs that was able to magnify at a greater level, like 600 times. So you can see this looks like a donut shape, right? Yes. I want you to see this thing that's attached to it on the, the bottom right corner. I'm going to yeah. play this um this video all right you see that circle around it, it's moving around yeah. it holy crap it, it looks alive wow holy crap i've never seen anything sorry i've never seen anything like that before it's yeah it's disturbing um let me oh. play it again um see and it goes all the way around so of course if you watch it it cannot be a uh, uh, air bubble, right? You can see that it has an inside to it. It's so people kept saying this is these are just air bubbles. They're not air bubbles. And then what? And they said that I contaminated the slide. Well, if I contaminate the slide with that thing, I, I mean, I'm a I'm a genius. There's no <laughs> way I could come up with that. Um, at first, I thought it was some kind of a just a parasite, but I do believe it's mm. more robotic maybe so to me it, i guess is like a nano bot but look at that thing is it um hmm, i wonder do you that's 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 just baffling i'm sorry but because i've never seen anything like it before i'm wondering like what's making it move is it alive or is it uh being um if i had to guess it would be a biosyn meaning part biologic part synthetic hmm, so a cyborg, a cybernetic micro structure, micro. Yeah, you know, like a nanobot kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that, like people said, these were just, you know, contamination. I, I don't know how you can have a contamination like that. So that's, mm -hmm. um, pretty crazy no. there. Yeah. No, I've never seen 
that video. I think I might have seen a photo maybe of, of that one. But this is from last year again, all these discs with this gelatinous structure there. Mm -hmm. um, but the, um, I want to do this is a Pfizer kid here. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see, I think I've got this one. I've, I've yeah, this one is just so people know that it's not just Johnson and Johnson. This is a Pfizer children's vial. Goodness, so when was it? These are graphene ribbons. Uh, December 8, 2021. Yeah. You, you know, from me being an amateur uh, scientist, I guess that's what I could claim. Um, I, I would be able to identify that last one as being a graphene sheet. Would that be, na that's on the nano scale, right? Graphene nano sheets, gra nano ribbons. Yeah. That's nano, yeah. And this is um, from the children's vial as well. And these are silicon wafers. You can see the colors. Yeah. And they're designed to stack upon each other and they can form a chip. There's no other function for these. There's no other function for these. Almost fluorescent and colors, fluorescent. So what is their excuse? Because this is the only reason you'd put this in is a silicon wafer for to form a chip. And over time, they start to form more structure, more uh, more synthetic or cybernetic kind of structures. Well, just without having it, the host body, without having any human body that the vial, the, those contents of the vial are in, it's, you can see the structures move and do things just with being on the glass slide. Imagine them being inside of a human. Right. A lot more would happen, I would imagine. Not much to interact with on a glass slide. Shocking. Huh. So self-assembling. Yeah, self-assembling cybernetic nanotech. It definitely, you know, over the times of seeing this, it definitely has the ability to self-assemble somehow, some way that I'm not aware of how yeah. it's doing it. It has, it has a program. It has a function. It knows it needs to do, and I don't know what's giving the program. I don't know how that's if it's innate within the vial. If it comes externally, I have no idea. Right. But I'm not the only one. Many other researchers have seen this in different countries that there is on the slide some kind of a self-assembly going on. Maybe hmm, this opens up the, the EMF or electromagnetic frequency can of worms uh, in conjunction with this, uh, this cybernetic nanotech that they're injecting people with. You know, we, we know that the human body does emit electromagnetic frequencies and now more than ever are we on a daily basis uh, exposed to electromagnetic frequencies so i think it would be safe to consider that as a possibility that their their emf that it takes a certain i, I don't know if it's a certain wavelength or if it's just a, an electric frequency of some sort I mean, it feels to me almost like this is kind of a precursor or a move towards the Internet of Things connection points. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, the, um, the Internet of Humans is what it feels like. And the six feet apart thing, kind of like uh, 5G antennas, 10 feet apart. But, you know, you inject people with these, space them six feet apart, see if we can create, see if they could create the Internet of Humans. A network. Yeah. Well, it's to make us into soft robots, also yeah. called cyborgs and their goal is mm -hmm. by 2030 to create you know almost every human into a soft robot 
soft mm-hmm. robot means it's cheaper to take our bodies and turn us into a robot than it is to create a robot from scratch. And I look at it as, yeah. uh, you know, a dollar amount. Yeah. Um, but now, will this work? You know, I'm just saying what their plan is and what these people say in the World Economic Forum and other international organizations. I'm not saying that it's even possible. I'm just saying that this is what they are attempting to do. Mm-hmm. And they tricked people into taking these injections, which are large payloads to start introducing technology into the body that in their mind is it's possible to start building a um, circuitry system inside the human body so that, that you would be yeah part human, but part robot, right? And, and at that point, would I wonder if people who have uh, formerly uh, what who formerly used to be organic human beings that when injected with this technology when accepting this technology into their their vessel their human vessel if that slight modification makes them technically a product to be i know that, that might seem a little far out for some of our uh, listeners but because they're considered the internet of bodies one, right. if, if you have enough of the substance inside of you where it can start transmitting information, meaning information out, information in, meaning biosensors can start sending information out. Mm-hmm. If that there's there's a criteria to be considered in uh, information of bodies, you have to be able to have this substance or some kind of computing system in the host, which is the body, and it has to be functioning where it's information in, information out. And then you are considered a product. You are then an internet of body. And then you can be considered like they could. That means you could be considered a sort of a product Mm. that people could trade, um, you know, like in a stock market, let's say, or that routing of information, people could make money off of that. This is actually not hidden. It's everywhere. Yeah. The, the Rand corporation, I know, um, is is involved they've been involved in stuff for a long time but the rand corporation is one for our listeners to uh, to investigate uh, rand let's put it in your favorite search engine rand space and then a plus sign uh internet of bodies space.pdf you'll find documents on, on rand um there's one little question i have here, here here's a, a term that i've that i constantly see when i'm reading scientific literature uh, medical stuff is uh, adjuvant. What what is an adjuvant? Um, adjuvant that is just um, something that is you, usually we use it added to a vaccine, and the reason to add it would be to excite the in, immune system or inflame it. So mm-hmm. usually a toxin would inflame the immune system, and you do that so that you can get more antibodies produced. You can get more of that response from the immune system. But of course, if you're putting poison in the body, you're still poisoning it. Okay. So the delivery is, is different than an adjuvant then. The del- yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Thanks for explaining that. I was confused there on, on those, on that one. We've been studying, um, you know, this transhumanist movement for some time. Um, it's pretty telling on 2045.com kind mm-hmm. of where they want to go what their milestones are. And it seems like science fiction, but unfortunately um, we're seeing the materials leading up to that. Yeah. Um, 
the biosensors and such. I remember reading, it was probably 10 years ago or somewhere along that line about them talking about being able to, um, the body being able to like download or upload a, a new vaccine directly through, I guess their phone, some sort of app. Hmm. That's the plan that um, I've been told twice in two different meetings that, you know, a job as a doctor is obsolete in my lifetime um, because the human bodies would change so much that everything would be uploaded and downloaded. Um, because again, they're, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that their plan is going to work, but just telling you that this, this is their plan, this is what they're yeah. attempting to do. So it's, they're in, we are in the middle of this experiment. And um, they knew they couldn't put the enough of the payload in a high enough payload to get what they wanted with one shot. Typically, that's why they did more than one shot, because too many people remember all the people were dying right away with anaphylactic shock. Well, they got too much of this product. So that's when they backed off on the amount. And then, you know, of course, wanting people to get several shots. Nobody knows how many shots would make this work. I don't know. But, you know, just don't i'm not going to put any of them in my body and now all of us have no. some nanotechnology in our body because they've been trying to change the terrain with water food air etc so all of us have some of it in our bodies but not this kind of a payload not nothing to this extent um that the shots have that's a totally different thing where it's ma making your body programmed to make more of it it's different than just picking it up you know, holy, moly, holy moly, they should be ashamed of themselves. And, you know, you know, one thing that's really strange, kind of strange to me is uh, our. There's a certain group of people that have that are really resistant, you know, from the time they're a teenager for the rest of their life. And this certain group of people would technically be considered leaning a certain way. Right. I've seen that this certain group of people, for some reason, when it comes to when it comes to this injection, the, these these COVID injections are actually uh, more susceptible to the programming and, and actually pushing it. And I'm wondering if it's just if it's uh, the neural marketing part of it uh, or, you know, brainwashing through certain mental stimuli through commercials and advertisements. Um, but but I think over time, even even uh, these people who gave in up front, hopefully they'll live long enough to actually, you know, join join the good side and actually, you know, not be subjected or or ease, so easily brainwashed to the uh, the mainstream pharmaceutical commercials and and agenda. Have you have you seen any of that? Well, it's. The more of this you get, the more you're not going to be able to have your own thoughts. Man. You won't know what thought is yours, what thought is something that's being put into you. And that's the idea, you know, mm -hmm. with Neuralink, that's what was told in one of the meetings that I went to. That wow. was the intention of this. The intention was to modify behavior and to do it in a way that the person wouldn't even know what was happening to them. Um, because again, think about your phone you can put a message into somebody you can you can give a message to somebody else right right or you can receive a message well you know a thought we're receiving a message almost from ourselves what if the message is not yours but how do you tell some people wouldn't be able to tell what is their yeah. reality what is not um 
this is, and also, you know, punish the person if they're having a thought or saying something or doing something that goes against the narrative. Mm. Maybe a sedative is released in your body when you're saying something that whatever this group doesn't like. Yeah. Maybe, um, you know, you, you get dopamine taken away from you. Who knows what they could do or a drug mm. is stimulated. This is, you know, people have to face it. This is what these people talk about. This is what they say they want to do. Um, and we, people don't like to hear it, but running away from the truth doesn't make it better. Mm. We have to face what's going on right now and use this to know to stand strong and to not accept any of this technology in our bodies. And even if you got one or two, um, I tell people repent and pray. Repent means you're never going to do it again mm -hmm. and pray. Um, because that is incredibly important with this. Um, we don't have a way to detox from these shots. We tell people to detox because when your body's healthier, of course you are healthier. Um, but we don't have, nobody has a, bonafide way that we know for sure could detox this from the body so hmm. but we do encourage people to do different things like heavy metal detox try to do things with graphene oxide and i'm just doing an observation of the slides i don't know what is there that we cannot see like let's say the mrna the genetic modification that they claim that they're doing right. i don't know i can't see that i'm just showing people what we can visibly see um the other things we we cannot see so only time will tell with that. All right. Uh, are you are you familiar with the the phrase? I believe it's a medical scientific phrase. Uh, knock in, knock out. When it comes to genes, I think uh, it's there's the, a knockout called knockout genes, and that's what they were talking about using for behavior. So it's easier than to change a gene, of course, than to just shut it off. There's mechanisms to shut off a gene so it's not functioning. Mm -hmm. uh, those are called knockout genes. And typically in the research, it's shown that they last maybe for a few years, not necessarily for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, when they were looking at the changing the behavior, one of the more famous ones is the VMAT2 gene, which you know people saw some of those uh, videos going around. That's the one that's nicknamed the God gene. Yeah. yeah. They studied that people that were really deep in prayer um, very spiritual, they claimed that they would, this gene was very prevalent and very strong. And so they thought, well, what if we shut this gene off? This would be great in military um, strategy so that people that were really uh, zealous about their religion, well, then they wouldn't care to fight anymore. And truly, they're really talking about the Iraqis. They're talking about how to control people in general, right? Mm hmm um, but of course, I don't think our connection with God is only a gene. It's much more than that. But of course, they could do something physically where maybe physically we would feel different. That's a possibility, sure. Um, but think about, just think about what the intention is. This is what I tell people, I said, I don't know what is really possible, what is not. I'm just telling people what these psychopaths are saying. Mm -hmm. And the more important thing to know is their intention. It's demonic, and it's just to try to destroy who we are and what we are. So the big thing is to say no and to stand strong. And if, if you have a strong faith and you realize that the supernatural is real, that, that there's something after this life, which there absolutely is, everyone does not go to the same place, no matter what these new age people say. say no way. 
Mm. And so what we do in this life will determine where we go afterwards. And that's what drives me to warn people as much as I can, that they don't make um, a terrible choice. Awesome. Absolutely. I do remember when um, they first came out with the injections, I do remember a Christian saying that she couldn't hear God speak to her anymore. So it is possible that there's some numbing. That will happen if they continue. Yes, it will. Mm. That that hurts me at a at a heart level hearing that that after taking an injection that they couldn't hear or feel God anymore. Um, thank you for bringing up the uh, Elon Musk. I got a bone to pick with him. Uh, in my opinion, he's a he's a he's a, he's a antichrist candidate. Um, but with that, you know, he, he's he's got these new companies, new quote, new technologies that that he's releasing to the public, and you know, going into human trials with Neuralink. But, but but we we can't forget that right before the COVID nineteen pandemic, he he started a company called Neuralace, a project called Neuralace, which would be, in his own words, an injectable lace kind of. Uh, electronic like cybernetic uh like a second brain or a parallel nervous system system. that's injected into a a human being that's hydrogel yeah and and i'm thinking i'm like holy describing hydrogel that's like holy moly this is right before the pandemic and then now we're uncovering you know these pieces of uh of uh evidence here this proof uh, showing that this stuff is replicating makes me wonder if there's a connection between neural lace and and uh, well, maybe that's the goal is it's a self assembly of the neural lace. They've already introduced it to the public. It's through the hydrogel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much does it take? I don't know. And then you know um, the it, the batches were different. We don't know. It's a big experiment. Mm. Like I said, um, if people just stop and turn to God and repent and pray. That is the most important thing. Um, don't do any more of these shots because it's not, it's about changing who and what you are, period. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's the intent. Yeah. And a lot of this new technology, you know, with uh, cyber, cyborg technology, uh, transhumanism technology, transhumanism agenda, uh, the creation of super soldiers or literally mind controlled or the nervous system of a human being 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 able to be remotely controlled. Hitler would be very happy with uh, with Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson and these uh, these these um, quote medical companies. Uh, it, it, uh, it upsets me on a, at a heart level. It's, it's more important now. Uh, and I've heard you say this, uh, we've said it before, it's more important now to to let your voice be heard and to, to practice using the spoken word in order to, to warn people and help change their minds uh, about decisions that, that they've made in the past or they plan on making. Uh, you know, we, we do, and it's something that's sacred, you know, the gift of free will by God uh, something that's overlooking, but the ability to change our mind is sacred. And that's what separates us from the machine. And you do a really good job in your, uh, your meetings and, um, your, um, spoken accounts in, in explaining that very well. I, uh, I'm still learning. I just, I'm, I'm just super psyched that 
you know, that our voices finally are being heard and God's children are being able to speak somehow. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, there's, there's still an, a good point to all of this as well. It's just, um, we're seeing what happens when we take God out of everything hmm. and something will move in and something did move in, right? Hmm. Um, you can't take God out of everything and, and, and every, and anything really, God needs to be a part of everything. He's our creator, right? And so the people were lulled into thinking there's no such thing as Satan, the adversary. There's no such thing as demons. They are, I mean, whether you call them fallen angels, aliens or whatever, these are um, entities that are not good, not nice. Um, the scriptures are real. So, but if we remember who and what we are, we should not fear them because they bow down to the name of Yeshua or Jesus Christ. And mm -hmm. they all are, they all have to obey his commands. And if we follow him, that is the way. And I keep my eyes on him and that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, at the, you know, when when saying that God exists and God flourishes in our souls, uh, some people think it's too good to be true, and they'll say, no way. You know what I say to that? Yahweh. Yeah. There's a really good book that um, someone told us about called The Rules of Engagement um, by Cindy Trim. I'll ha hold it up. It's a really good book for spiritual warfare. Sorry, my voice is kind of getting... <clears throat> need water? <clears throat> probably. Um, this has helped us on knowing just how, how the enemy has um, stacked itself up and, and how it has different <clears throat> types of demons and different things and different ways of targeting people. It's an eye-opening book. And it's a good one. Got a lot of good prayers in there on how to speak, um, you know, certain yeah. things that are in your life, out of your life. So it's it's real it's spiritual warfare what we're dealing with mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. yes and words are powerful and we, we just need to remember the holy spirit can inhabit us if we choose that and think about that that's it's god with you so there's nothing that you should fear that's why he tells us that it's just it's a learning process you have to practice it and then um for me it's understanding how to truly get out of babylon which is a process for me. I'm learning about the power of words. I'm separating myself from anything that's a license, a number, or social security. It's a process. It's not overnight. Titles, anything that tied me to the the chattel system of you know maritime law, I'm separating away. And doing that, that's freeing because I don't. If someone asks me who I am, I don't say my name. My name is not me. I say, I am the daughter of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am an American free woman. I am the grantor of the original jurisdiction, meaning I am we, the people of the original constitution, and I'm also its beneficiary, period. I am not the number, the chattel, the all caps name. I'm not the trust. I'm not the corporation that they mm -hmm. created when I was born. And I now know that, so I'm separating away and putting them on notice. When I do that, I'm now going to them as the real living, breathing woman, you know, um, there's power when you do that. The court systems do recognize that we were never taught that hmm. and learning how to stand in that. It's not just on a lawful and legal way, but just it's a transformation um, that you go through when you understand the real history of us and 
um, how to separate away from this Babylon system. It's, it's actually, it's a lot to learn, but it's the most um, important thing I think I've ever done in my life. Oh. So that's why. And then I tell them, and people call me Carrie. So right. I'm called yeah. Carrie, but that's not who I am, right? Yeah. That's something that um, I was aware of many, many years ago where I um, can't remember exactly where I got the information from, but it was like anytime we say I am this or I am that, we actually, it's limitations. So if we just are, like God said, I am that I am, you know, I am present. I am a child of yeah. God. I am, um, you're right. Some people may call me Kimberly, but I am more than that. <laughs> It's important that we realize that we are we are spirits uh, just temporarily here. Uh, we are on a mission, and yeah, yeah. When someone asks us who we are, um, it, you know, it's it's convenient to give them a name that's associated with the human vessel, though that's not who we truly are. And once we once we realize that, I think we go through an enlightenment, and you know, it takes one person at a time, and eventually the mass public will be aware that there are spiritual bodies and that's when we, we truly take this this planet back uh this plane that we're that we're on yeah yep so <laughs> it's interesting journey isn't it so, absolutely yeah but we just have to learn about what's going on learn about our real history and then to me the truth is in the scriptures and that's what gives me um strength and mm -hmm. instructions all the time so, um, but it's a pleasure to talk to you guys again. Um, just uh, remember for everybody that, you know, pray and repent and, you know, turn the scriptures, open the book and see them for yourselves, not what the church taught you. It's a totally different thing. Hmm. Also look up common law and God's law. It's liberating, you know, when you start learning about those things and applying them. Um, and then, yeah, just De everyone should detox. It helps everybody regardless of what is going on. So detox a lot. Yeah. 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 So yes, um, 2023, this is, I believe this is our first podcast, 2023. We've been, been on research projects and everything. But uh, yes, our guest today is the, the spirit that's accompanying the temporary human vessel known as Carrie Made. Uh, child of God, uh, sister in God. And it's an honor to be here speaking with you. And can people, our audience, find out more information on the common law and God's law on your website? Um, there should be a link to Americans in Action, or you can just go straight to their website, americansinaction.info. They have, um, you know, webinars and online um, information uh, for everybody to look at. I think they're the most powerful because they use not just the common law, but God's law as well, which is recognized in the courts. It is the highest. Oh, wow. And um, remember that we, the constitution says that God gave us unalienable rights. It's God than us. So if we take God out, we have to have God's law or it doesn't mm -hmm. hold anything. But when you do that, it's, it's quite powerful. Yeah, it's it's something that we were never taught. We were purposely kept um, in the dark about, but now all this information is coming out. So it's, it's quite powerful. Righteous. Fantastic. And Righteous. then just for those who are listening that can't see uh, what we're talking about, your website is c a r r i e m a d e j dot com. Correct. 
Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yep. Lots of good information there, folks. <laughs> it's free downloadable resource on how to detox. So you can look under resources. Awesome. Awesome. That was a potent one. Uh, well, this is the, uh, the spirit temporarily known in this human vessel as Bobby Lee Vaughn Jr. And Kimberly Ann Schultz. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> Thanks, guys. God bless. Bye. We must devise and implement alternative methods of distributing our news, our information, our ideas. People uniting worldwide to take a stand. Community.